yes. We can't move it much, though. Yeah? All right. So, this is my idea of faith. I'm just going to share it, because I heard a lot of people talk about it today. And this is from this book, recovery book, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. So these people, this guy he's speaking to is screwed, yes? But he still has this consideration that he doesn't like the idea of God, and God is going to be in AA. So he doesn't, yeah? So he goes like this. And then he just spent two pages describing how much faith we have in so many things, like when we turn the switch, the electricity, and all this and all that. We never think about it, yeah? He says, all right, but that was natural, but let us think a little more closely. Without knowing it, had we not been brought to where we stood, meaning screwed, yeah, by a certain kind of faith. Now, what kind of faith is that? So, for did we not believe in our own reasoning? Did we not have confidence in our ability to think? What was that but, but a sort of faith? Yes, we had been faithful, abjectly faithful to the God of reason. So in one way or another, we discovered that faith had been involved all the time. This doesn't mean past. Faith is involved all the time. So people who seem to have this experience of being driven crazy by their thoughts, there's a huge amount of faith in the thoughts for them to have the ability to drive you crazy. It's faith. Yeah. Faith is like a force. See, people believe their nouns, and then they try to claim activities. My, view, my sense, strong sense, is we're not a noun. We're an activity. We're being. Yeah? No wasing, no willing. That's what the mental state does. Yeah? But being. In other words, we're an incessant activity. Now, when the mental state claims that which we are, it calls us a noun, a thing, a body, and then now we seem to be the doer of all the activities, or the done-to by all the activities. We don't see ourselves as an activity anymore. And one of the aspects of this activity of being, or in manifestation, because this force of mind that let's we call it faith, yeah. This force of big M mind, not the mental condition, not the conditional mind, but the big M mind, meaning everything. This force is just neutral energy. All it is is energy. Yeah? But it's going to manifest here by the vehicle it's put in. I'm going to say this again. Faith is just energy. Yeah? But it's going to manifest here by what it's, what it's put in. Yes? So if you have been, if there's been a faith put into the thought system, you're living a life of a, a lot of anxiety. And most of it is being produced from this field of entertainment, which is what's not happening. So it seems to produce a real effect from an imaginary place. What's not happening is not happening. So a lot of people who come here on a Wednesday night and they're upset, it's never because of Wednesday night, it's because of last week, two hours ago, and next week. This, you have to see there's some clues going on here. When you're, you're living an interpretation by a mental state, 
There's a basic interpretation here, but it could be a lot lighter than the one we're downloading. Because the secondary one we're downloading, it's all about us. Fucking <laughs> odd nausea. So, and the thought system is what reinforces that, supports it, just constantly, constantly, constantly. So, this faith, and he was saying this, basically, it's always been a play, no matter what. So, you didn't come to faith, you had faith in the insanity. You believe the thought system. That's faith. And the, that's what gave the fuel to the thought system. You cannot, where, you know, like in the story of Jesus, one of his big miracles, like there's big and small miracles, but one of his big ones, you know, was this one put him over the top, you know, for, the, for like thousands of years now. He knew a guy named Lazarus, and Lazarus had died, and then he was, went to the place where he buried, and he raised Lazarus from the dead. And a lot of people supposedly saw a pretty incredible miracle, yeah? But you have to see that you and I are miracle workers. We're making shit out of nothing all day. At least Lazarus was once alive, but we're bringing shit out of nothing. And where does it come from? It can't escape this, this place of now, but what this, this little aspect of now is called the future, and this little aspect of now is called the past by the mental state. And the mental state is like the, it owns all that fucking acreage and it grows crops. Yeah? And then it harvests the crops out of an imaginary field. And then it partakes of the crops. And there's an effect that's produced. Not by the crops, but by the faith in the crops. Yeah? See, you can be sitting here right now and be totally screwed based on what's not happening. I could be at a half an inch away and it's not going to leap on me. I have total immunity to it because it's not actually happening. Yeah? It's happening seemingly to you in your head, but it's not seemingly happening to me in my head. But the same thing that's driving you crazy, if I held it as it was about me it would ha- and it was mo- called mine, it could have the ability to drive me crazy because the faith was given over to it. This whole place is faith, constantly. Everything you believe, as Jesus says, as you believe, so it is. And it's true. If you believe in the past and the future, because you can't believe in in the present without the past and future, there's only now. The present is a name that's really based on the comparison between yesterday and tomorrow. There's no present. There's presence, always presence. But there's not a present. It's not like, oh, the past, 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 past. And then suddenly, present, and then, no, because it's all now. Yeah? You know what I mean? And so, when, when the same thought that's driving you crazy, it doesn't drive me crazy. But it has a possibility of driving me crazy if I call it my thought. That's where the transfer of faith is. The mental state is at the spigot of this force because we are the manifestation. We're giving everything all the meaning it has. The mental state turns this force for its own little agenda. So for it to get a sense of being, and this is the bondage of self, it's a sense of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. A sense. There isn't a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. But there's a sense there is, yeah? And that sense isn't, isn't just happening and exuding right now because it's non-existent, 
but it can seemingly produce, be produced by faith in the past and the future. So, in a sense, you as this action figure, you as this story, Paul, yeah, has to be remembered. So it's remembered in the past, and this is the thought system's job. The thought system, see, you cannot, thoughts cannot coagulate around spirit. They need an object to be about. Yeah. So it's always, there's always thinking about something. There's never, it's not like a, 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 like a specific, you know, smart bomb targeting. No, it's vague thinking about. You never really get on the, you never get the thing that you're thinking about. You really don't. Because the thinking fucks it up. Yeah. So the thinking is about all the time. It's not very concise. It's just about. Very vagueness. But that vagueness is where it can create a phantom out of the mist. And that's what it meant, that's what its drive is to do. So when there's thoughts about you eight years ago, unless you have kids or a significant other, there's no way you're gonna follow thoughts about Stanley eight years ago. This you know, if and and just ruminate over if Stanley didn't make that left turn, he would have met his wife and he'd be happy now, you know. There's no fucking way. <laughs> because you're not interested in Stanley because it's not you. Now, if it was you, you'll be there all day. Oh, yes. <laughs> you gotta, you know, you don't have to see anything, but this is the invitation. You gotta see where the glue is. The glue isn't in the story. The glue is in the mind of the story. See, if the story's about you, it could sell you fucking anything. And you're, you're like, it's like the movie really sucks, but the audience thinks it's good. So we're, we're taking the movie of Paul as like a blockbuster. No one else is going to the theater. But we're taking it to be a blockbuster because it's all about me. Really, that's the glue. Now, the glue gets applied a lot of ways. And this is, the, this is the movement of the mental state. It uses all the faculties that you call living, thinking, feeling, tasting, touching, smelling, all this, yes? It uses those faculties or those events to claim that you're the one who's thinking, feeling, tasting, touching, smelling, seeing, hearing. That's what it does. And once it establishes you as the primary reference point, in that establishment, you forget that you're not a point of reference. You're everything. See? You're the space that everything appears in, in a sense. You're not behind the cheekbone. You don't end at the, you know, big toe. <laughs> There's none of that's really going on. It's just dreaming. The, men, the mind's dreaming. It's looking through like a kaleidoscope and it sees things, basically. But all it's seeing is it's itself, but it doesn't see, see that it's itself because it's taking itself to be a body. This is really what's going on. Yeah? And all of these systems of the activities now claimed, instead of showing you the incessant onness of what you are, and the essence of what you are, which is awareness, because when you see, there's not a thing coming out and seeing. Yeah? There's seeing. <laughs> you, can, you, never see, you never see the seeing. You never hear the hearing. You never feel the feeling. You never, because there isn't a thing. What you are isn't a thing. What you are isn't a noun. What you are is activity called being or manifesting. Yes? We're being. It doesn't say, we're being. <laughs> Go be. No, there's being. 
So there's no point where there's never being, not being, so there's no go be, because there would be, someone would be saying go be to being. See, this is the dilemma. This is what happens with a lot of practices. They still keep reinforcing the false reference. And now people, if they meet non-duality, they can get to such a point where they're trying to be a non-self but as a self. And it's very confusing and frustrating because it doesn't work. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so if you see what you're not, it'll intimate what you are, which is the seeing. Then you get a sense of yourself as a verb instead of a noun, and things become clearer. Not to the noun, you know, but seeing because you're not a noun. That's what produces, not produces, but allows this, the clarity to become obvious. It's never going to become obvious to the noun, but it'll be super obvious when you see you're not a noun. What's super obvious when you see you're not a noun will never be obvious to the noun. It's that simple. And you and I, the basic program, the, the stock version of the GPS is self-centeredness. So the whole system is centered on an idea of being a body. And it's constantly thought about, and when you think about things, and when you ruminate over things, there's an assumption that you're a body. Yeah? So the sense, what was produced by the mental state has now claimed to be before everything. That's the ownership that it has no right to own. So now, you own thoughts, hey, I'm the thinker, now the thoughts can own you, which they do, most people. <laughs> feelings, oh, feelings are fine, but when they're your feelings, they're going to capture your motherfucking ass. <laughs> Especially actions in this world. Actions are probably the strongest glue, because when an action occurs, everyone else in the insane asylum is going to convict you for that action. So you can go up to court. I don't think they set a precedent in the mental courts of there is no self, so I did not know you're going to go to jail or whatever. And the effect will prove the reality. But it's not. They're false effects. They're dreaming. Just like you can dream at night that you're totally screwed, and when you wake up, you're not. That's exactly what it is. But what happens to us, we, have, we, now, we now think we know what dreaming is, because it happens at night, and I'm doing it. But this is the awake dream where you're not seeing that, that you are dreaming. You've been dreamt. This is the dreamt. <laughs> it's, it's a very, it's just, will lighten your load, I'm telling you. Because everything is so heavy because you... Like, look at it. We used to do a thing with words, very simple. You could go in first grade and do it, and they'd get it. And kids get it, what's not happening. Because my ex-girlfriend, her kids got it so well that every time she started running some story on them, hey, mom, that's not happening. <laughs> so they, got a, they had a very clear view of what's not happening. It's all right, so here, let's put money up there, the word money. Everyone has it triggers some response or reaction. It's not a response, it's reaction. Uh, let's say uh, relationships, yes. Uh, let's say health. All right, so just like I could say to everyone here, I wish you to have tons of money, but I don't want you to have any of my money. <laughs> you see? The my changes the whole meaning. You don't change the word at all. Everything goes on as it goes on. But the my changes fucking everything. And you're not seeing that tint being put into your paint. You're not noticing it. Yeah? 
So the my is totally different money than my money. Relationships, my relationships. See, when I meet a girl, have a really nice time, it's great. Suddenly I crown her my girlfriend, I'm up on stalking charges a few months later. I, I, have, I feel like I have the right to know what she's doing at all times. Because she's my girl. See, the my is an incredibly powerful... Uh, it's such a huge juice that's being distributed to everything. Because all the thoughts are preceded by the sense of mind. All the feelings now, and it's like it's a it's something that happened after that's assumed to be before. So now all the feelings are preceded by a sense that they're yours, and all the actions for sure are preceded by a sense of yours. So it's not only it's 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 putting a tail on everything to convince, and that tail is used to point to the rest of the dog. So. You know, you're the doer, you're the thinker, you're the feeler, you're the haver, therefore you're the loser, you're the da-da-da-da-da, and this is what happens. And then, of course we want to get relief, but then we run into, this has been said so many times, and in recovery we call it self-can't-get-out-of-self. But now you want to get so much relief from that, but you want to get relief from that as that. Yeah? You want to get out of an imaginary place. See? But the only way to get out of an imaginary place is seeing it's imaginary. Then there's no effort to get out because you're not in. That's how it works. I'm telling you. I've seen all the different types of ways of get out. They don't fucking work. You've got to have a sense you're not in. And when you get it clear you're not in, there's no drive to get out. That's being out of it. That's the experience of being out of it. The experience of being out of it is never produced by you escaping from a real place. It's, it's produced by seeing that place you thought was real isn't. Or at least the one that's in it isn't real. That's even better. Because you can run into tons of imaginary places, but it'll always be you in it. So if you just see this is imaginary, it just, it just negates all the reality of everything else. And it's sort of like... If you want to know if you hit that, got the first domino, makes it's, if everyone else got knocked down, you were on it. That's the first domino. You know, when they have all those things, all that. You hit, voila, you hit it. Yes. For me, it became the last answer, basically, when I heard it. I heard it. Felt, you know, maybe it was the first or second, a couple times. Then I heard, and it was like an unspoken yes in my gut. And, I didn't know it was going to be the last answer, but now years and years have gone by, and I haven't looked for any other answer, so I guess this is the answer that I was looking for. And the beauty of this answer is when it points out the nature of what's driving you crazy is imaginary, you don't need an answer either, or a solution. That's how economical it is. <laughs> because if you had a solution, you could lose one. You could. You will lose it. But if you don't have it, you can't lose it, you are it. See? You are, what you're looking for is what you are being right now. Not, it's not, you're not going to arrive there through knowledge, you're not going to arrive there through any, because you can't arrive there, you're already there. Yeah. Any, any idea of journeying back to your original nature is baloney to me, because you can never leave your original nature. There's only original nature. <laughs> which is everywhere at all times with no requirement necessary to meet it because you are it. Yeah? But you cannot go there that way. You have to go through the back door by seeing what you're not, then you'll get a sense of what you are. And it is not a noun. 
It's not something that's in process or progressing. It's com- it is being. It's not playing the game of time. It's not playing the game of culmination and crescendos. And no, it has not. It's not, it's not even an experience. It will influence all your experiences, but it's not an experience. You cannot. Ex- you cannot. You'd have to tear yourself out of what you are to experience what you are, and you can't. You are that. Yeah. So non-duality just means not to. It doesn't proclaim the oneness. It just says not to. Because yeah, if you want to get to oneness, you ain't going to get to it through twoness. <laughs> it's too big to get into oneness. So you got to just maybe negate the twoness, and then maybe you'll... I don't like the idea of oneness, because it just means it represents a comparison with twoness. So I think, whatever, I call it nothing. Then boom, you're there, you know, you're there. And if it hits, has a good wow up that time, you'll realize it's always been this way, even though when the dreaming continues, you'll see it as mirage now. You know there's no water there, but it looks like the same thing going on. You know, like Zen, they say, first there is the mountain. All right, this world's real, I'm real, everything like this, separation. Then there is no mountain. Hallelujah. I'd love to say, oop, and then there is the mountain again. <laughs> but now, you're not planning any giant mountainous trips over the mountains. You're chilling out underneath. <laughs> you're you're at the apex and the vortex and the next whatever the nadir everywhere at the same time, and because there isn't any time involved in it, everything is happening here, but nothing ever happened. See? Nothing ever happened. Every night you go to sleep, the extra sketches are shook, and it's like fucking. Did that really happen? And if you and start entertaining this, all the little mental demarcations get blurred pretty quickly, where it's just like, what? Like a day seems like an eternity, and an eight years seems like it never fucking happened. It's such a strange... because. And then all the changes, all the changes just imply what was there not to allow these changes to occur. Yeah, that's how, that's how you know the problem is from the solution. Just like if you wanted to know all you need to know about gravity, you don't need to study it and shit like that. Just go into an anti-gravity chamber. Once you felt the absence of it, you would know what gravity was like. Exactly. Once you get the sense of, of relief from that, then you realize, oh, that's why I wasn't having much relief. Because that was in the... And it's not that, it was more like batting. Yeah? There was faith in the mental presentation of what's happening here, and therefore that became the foreground, and the space of what we are became the background. When you realize you're not the big star of the movie, this and that, that goes to the background, and now the space of what you are is the foreground. It's like finally the horse is in front of the car, things start traveling. You, just, you couldn't do it justice, because... You just couldn't. Just entertain some possibilities and you'll have your own downloads. And you'll come to know, well, you'll come to be what you were trying to know, basically. Yeah? Yeah. You'll be giving, in a sense, what you were trying to get, so to speak. Because there's no, it's not going to run out. Yeah? And there's no, ele- there's no levels. People talk about levels, but I'm, who cares? All you need is dog shit awareness. You just like to feel okay right now, wouldn't you? I mean... We give names to it like enlightenment, but really, if you were content and chilled out, you wouldn't care a shit about any of that. Like, you weren't caring shit about it when you're two or three years old, were you? <laughs> no. You weren't, oh, like, I've got to get better, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? 
there's so much pressure on me. I don't think I'm playing as good as I could be playing. You know, and you weren't trying, you know, people spend so much time and, and reading books to get into the moment, but it's based on an insane idea you could be out of a moment. You've never been out of any moment that you've ever been in. It's impossible. And when you were a kid, you didn't, that wasn't, <laughs> hadn't been entertained yet, nor was time entertained yet. You weren't, you know, thinking, will I be playing next week? No, you just were playing, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, so it, was, it was not that there was something really great going, it was just a lot of shit was absent. <laughs> That's what was going on. And then the mental state developed, and it brought in its own little fucking jargon, and the language, and then, you know, you can see it when you're one and a half and two-year-old kids. The first thing is my, mine, yes, the whole thing. You see it unravel, it just goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. But it's just dreaming, yeah. None of this is ever going to leave any lasting effect on anything, ever. You're going to go to sleep one night, or something, a car's going to hit you, or something like that. And it will be, you know, I would, I don't think, <laughs> the voice box is part of the body and brain. When it's, it's not going to be going, oh, I think I've left the, no, it's not going to fucking say anything. It's going to shut off, like the, you know, someone put the foot through the TV, it's not playing anymore. And then it's like it never fucking happened. Just like when, at night when you go to sleep. It's not the thoughts that are driving you crazy. You believe in them. That's what's driving you crazy. That's what gives it the possibility to drive you crazy. Because in my humble feeling, is we are the reality right now. We are, rea- we are reality. And there's a great acronym in, in recovery that's called false evidence appearing real. And if you look at that, meaning fear, you know. So false evidence. What's presenting the false evidence? Your perceptions... The thoughts, memories, all part of the mental processing, yes? You can, you can see something that's not there, or you can think something that's not there. Yeah? Alright, so the false evidence appears real. So how could false evidence appear real unless it appeared real to what's real? How could it? Who, what, who's it appearing real to? False evidence would have no idea. It couldn't conjure up a reality. It's like it's like a fucking cat ball or whatever. It couldn't spit up a reality if it, if it tried for hundreds of years. It's false. Yeah? But the false evidence can appear real to us. Yala! The false evidence appears real to us. And now it seems to have a giant wallop. And we don't realize we gave it all the ampage it has. Yeah, you know, we're not seeing that we're the dreaming. You ever hear of the Course in Miracles? It's very interesting download in the 70s. It's definitely not from here, my, my sense of it. They have a beautiful statement about now, what's happening. And it goes like this. You and I, I'm going to change one of the words. So you and I, are the, they, they would say, you and I are the dreamer. I don't believe there's a noun, so I like, you and I are the dreaming. So you and I are the dreaming of this dream. Yeah? And there is no thing called a dream. It's just dreaming. There's no, oh, the dream. There's no dream. There's dreaming. Yeah? Nothing comes to pass. It just seems to be so to us. Yeah? It's a, it never comes to pass. So there's just dreaming. So you and I are the dreaming of this dream. Okay? 
And then we forget that we're dreaming. All right, so that's very interesting to me. Well, why is allowing the dreaming to forget that it's dreaming? I mean, you know what I mean? I think that's an impossibility, really. So he says, all right, you and I are the dreaming of the dream, we forget that we're dreaming, and then in that state we give everything we've dreamt the power to affect us. Dreaming thoughts, that's what's happening. Yeah. So what does the what allows the dreaming to forget seemingly? And the word seemingly is the whole thing. It appears to be true or false to reality. Basically, that's what's happening. We are the reality, and everything is seemingly so. And if you've ever been in recovery, and some of us are, there'll be a per- people have a lot of times they'll share a story about the worst thing that happened to them, and they've had they built a temple there. They it explains tons of shit about themselves and why nothing's worked. It's because that happened. And then they get some, they change a little in recovery, and then they see it as the best thing that ever happened. What the hell did it? Did the worst thing just fucking transmute its by itself into the best thing? No, it was neither. We gave it all the meaning it has, based on our condition, not on its condition, because its condition is no condition. Its condition is based on our condition. We outshine circumstances and situations. But we, when you're identified as something that you're not, you allow circumstances and situations to outshine you. This is the situation. This is what happens. It's dreaming. And it's only seemingly so. What's real is never going to forget that it's real, but it can seemingly forget. So it can appear to be true to it. It's not true, but it can appear to be true. This is, it sounds like nitpicking, but you want to get really clear, because this is a heist, yeah? It's a heist that never happened. So you and I are the dreaming of the dream, we forget that we're dreaming, and I humbly believe how we seemingly forget that we're dreaming, we become identified as the dreamt, the body, yes? This is the dreamt. You're seeing this, as a great Zen master said, whatever can be perceived can't be perceiving. So you're seeing this, this ain't perceiving. But it believes it's perceiving, or the mental state does. Yeah? The body doesn't. The body doesn't believe anything. So, all right, so you and I are the dreaming of the dream. We forget that we're dreaming. And in that condition, we give everything we dreamt the power to affect us. That's your day, bro. That's my day. And many of us, we've gone up the ass of self. We've tried every divine proctologist. They may pull us out for a second or a half an hour, or maybe you go for four weeks, you'll have a half a day, but you're going to run up that fucking ass of self again. So basically, there's got to be a new answer. Maybe there is no self to run up that ass of. Maybe the reason why you're having such a difficult time getting out of it is because there's nothing to be in. You see? It's all appearing to be true. And it appears more to be true when you're trying to get out of it than at any other time. Because now you're giving reality to the imaginary place, and you're giving qualities to the imaginary place, and you're giving the ability to the the imaginary place to outshine you, the one that's dreaming the imaginary place. Something's a little ass-backwards here. So you see it, yeah? You entertain it, downloads occur, like we say in recovery, more will be revealed. You better fucking believe it, more will be revealed, yeah? You're open now, stuff, and so now you start seeing blue is blue and red is red, and you start having immunity. So 
that thing, that mental state that's telling you to turn left like a thousand times a day, it is correct, like a broken clock is correct twice a day. So it is correct. Sometime, maybe one of those times you do turn left, but you're not being navigated by that anymore. You're being directed by some other modality that doesn't have self as its center. Yeah? And all I believe this is, this is a possibility to be led or directed. Yeah? So when the mental state directs it, you've gotten all of that. And then maybe, let's, let's call it spirit, you surrender or you see that you're not the mental state, then something else directs it. And it seems to be very inclusive and it's win-win for you and others. It's not a win-lose and this and that. And it's not exclusivity. Yes, it's got a much broader aperture. Yeah? And it's not fixated on any fucking particular object. So it's more, it's seeing is more dispersed and that's really the sense of presence. Yeah? The mental state wants to take the interest and attention and focus it on something. But when you focus it on something, you don't, you don't get the sense. It's sort of like sunlight's great for everybody, but if you put a magnifying, if you intensified it, it would incinerate somebody. So to me, it's like relaxed awareness. When my interest and attention is dispersed, that's the sense of onness, of presence. Yeah? You're just walking around, and then it focuses a little bit. But see, this aperture doesn't imply this, because you're seeing both ways, and this is never going like this. This is wide open. This is totally spacious. So this goes like this, but you don't get fooled. Oh, I've lost it. Oh, get it close. No, no, no. You know, you know completely. You know I'm not that. And all, it's like try, trying to triangulate you all day, the failed GPS. Oh, you, you, you've lost it. You've got it. Oh, get back to where you were. No, I didn't. I'm not getting back because I never left. You don't even have to say anything. It just does all these gymnastics, yeah? But it has no power unless you give it some. It really doesn't. So, that's sort of the message. See the first movement of the mental state and its only movement, which is the claim. Yeah? You'll recognize its claiming by looking at the English, in the English language, my, because my is it. That's its, that's its little fingerprint you're not been noticing. Yeah, and it sort of stamps, it's, it's like it's a little brand. So like, if it was like tons of cows of thoughts, it branded with mine, and now you've got this whole fucking herd with a lot of methane and shit like that, but they're yours. What can I do? They're my cows. They're my thoughts. They're my feelings. They're my life. This is my life. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> and then you believe you're this, and then you may be driven to try to become spiritual when you are spirit. And who knows where you're going to be led. But I, I tell you, it would be nice to get be clear on square zeros. <laughs> because the game of Monopoly looks totally different from square zero than from square four. <laughs> you know, you may see it as a totally different way if you were just seeing it from the starting point. <laughs> and for me, the starting point is conscious contact. I don't mean conscious contact as they infer sometimes in this book book. I mean conscious contact is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. Consciousness and it's hearing thoughts. Yeah? Consciousness is moving through the six gates and having experiences. If you had 30 gates, it would move through 30 gates. If you had 50 sense gates, you'd have 50 sense experiences. Yeah? There's not a limitation on the consciousness. There's limitations on the gates. Yeah? So that to me is what we are. We are conscious. 
Consciousness is the arm into manifestation of what we are. So in conscious contact, if you follow the big finger of the conscious contact, you'll go back to your source, which is awareness, let's call it. Yes? So conscious contact is the constant demonstration of what you are. It's not a demonstration of who you are, but it's been claimed to be used as a demonstration of who you are, which is Paul, but it's not. The idea of Paul comes after the conscious contact. Conscious contact is where the rubber meets the road. The mental state arises afterward, and then it implies that you're someone, and it presupposes that someone before everything. So now, the, that which comes after implies it's before. And now you see life from a false before, and that's why it's driving you crazy, because you believe, these are my thoughts, why the fuck are they not listening to me? <laughs> I said, all right, you've been running crazy, but you're going to stop at 11 p.m. tonight, and I want nine hours of straight sleep, you can start at 8.01. And then you're up at one, two, three, and all right, I ran four miles today, but you actually stopped, yeah. I reached for 20 minutes, but I stopped. I breathed hard 30 minutes, but stopped. But thinking never fucking stops. You're, it's like a forensic unit that goes to imaginary crime scenes, and it goes over, sifts through the shit that didn't even happen, and on and on, ad nauseum, constantly. And you can't call it off. You're like the captain who has no, I mean, the lieutenants and the sergeants just override him all day. Hey, I don't want to think about that. This talks about that. Yeah? Because the frustration is because you think you're before and you believe before would have some dominance over what comes after. And it actually does, but you're not what's before. Not what you're thinking that you are. You're after. Yeah? So it's a thought trying to think. It's a thought that doesn't recognize it's a thought. The thought of being you is a thought. So you're in the mix. You're just like all the other thoughts. <laughs> you know? you're, and you're preceded by mine also. But the assumption is you have risen above all the other thoughts and that you're the thinker of them. But it doesn't really play out because they don't bother. They're like you're trying to hurt a, you know, cats. You know what I mean? <laughs> they will not fucking listen to me. So you're taking sleeping aids and you go and let me go over my life history with some other fucking sick person, a psychotherapist or something. And then, all right, I've gone through everything. I've even gone through all my family of origin. But the mental state will make up a family of origin for Mars. You will just keep your makes up shit right now. And then it gives you a feel it's historical. It ain't historical. There is no history. It's made up. And if you remember something, all you remember is a memory of it. You never go to the experience. They've proven that now with the little brain science. The point of the whole recovery is not stop taking yourself so seriously. And you as a self cannot take yourself not seriously. So you just got to fucking surrender or something. There's only two basic ways. And they're not ways. A great master Ramana Maharshi said, it's either surrender or self-inquiry. Yeah? And a lot of people who enter this situation through recovery, surrender is the base. It's the, fir- it's the front door. So you have to realize you're not managerial quality. And just... <laughs> you know what I mean? And I had it forced down my throat. Something intervened and struck me sober. And then it gave me what I call a surrender. And so now I can entertain surrender, because I know it, I have a sense of it, yeah? Before, I'm getting run over by cars, didn't produce it, 
overdosing, getting shot at, didn't produce it. None of it did. So regular day at the office, something intervened, I had a download. That was the end of my drinking music since 28 years now. And I never had a thought or a feeling about it, ever. That had any wallop, yes? Because the urge, the nuclear isotope, was removed. And no human power could do that. So some fucking thing did. I would say no thing did. Yeah? What more demonstration do you want? But the faith in the thought system, that's it. And people call it a faith. I listen all the time. Oh, I didn't have any faith. You had tons of faith. The idea that you didn't have faith was faith-based. We don't see our role behind the scenes. We just, we're, we're, we're so stubbornly dead damning. I am on the fucking screen. I am this figure. And da 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 da. No, you're an activity. Yeah. And faith is one of the main things. When faith is put into something, it's going to produce effects. That's what it does. If you put it into a failed system, it's going to produce anxiety. If you put it in, if you allow it to be placed by another power than self-centeredness, you'll, it'll enrich your day. You'll have an ease and comfort right now. It's the exact same energy that's fueling your next fucking episodic thing and what's not happening is what's enriching right now. Exact same. There's no difference. It's just, it's what it's been put into. Yeah. So there is a solution. In this case, the solution shows that the problem is an activity that can only reach the level of seemingly so, and that level of seemingly so is based on us, not on it. We believe it or we don't. If you, as Jesus say, as you believe, so it is. Yeah? As you think it, so it goes. Yeah. Now, you can't change the thoughts, but you definitely can see you're not the thinker of them, because you're not the thinker of them. They're almost like a me cloud, yeah? So you're on your little computer and you hit the one little thing, Paul, and then fucking shit downloads. So you meet a topic you've never met before in this life, but you have millions of ideas about it. Where did that come from? You didn't think I'm up. It, just, I remember my first, my first spiritual teacher I ever ran into. Grew up a Catholic in Long Island. Met a guru when I was 19. And the people presented him as Lord of the Universe, Yes. So I met him. I didn't meet him. I met his people who came before. They taught some knowledge, meditation I really liked and stuff like that. And then when he came, I didn't think, I didn't like the Lord of the Universe. Man, my mental state had a fucking field day. That was like giving it like gourmet turkey all day. It just went, what? You don't like that? <laughs> I just, I was raked across the men, mental coals all day for five years to the point where I was hoping that I was going to try to kill him, jokingly. But he used to do these open air cow, you know, motorcades. I thought if I had a time delay dart, hit him, and then he'd pass out a hundred yards away, they'd never know. I could, and then I finally would be relieved of this fucking bondage because I want, it was like that old class song. Should I stay or should I go? I can't, I can't leave the Lord. <laughs> Who the hell would ever leave the Lord of the universe? No, no. But I can't stay. You know, it's just unbelievable. Finally, oh, too much. <laughs> There's a time I'll share it just to new people, and then we'll end. When I first got into recovery, I got introduced to a lot because I had been. In, 
quote-unquote spiritual for a point when I was 19 to 24. And I, at that time, I think I was just a heavy user and drinker because the definition in the AA book is that a heavy user can stop if there's a sufficient enough reason. And not wanting to know God was a sufficient enough reason at that time. I wanted to know God and meditate and everything. And so I, I had maybe three Heineken's in five years and stuff. Yep. Stuff like that. So, but then when I got out of all that and I washed up in the shores of AA, the first, second year, I wanted to go back to spirituality because it was the best time of my life. So this lady said, there's this huge sweat going to be happening in Mount Shasta and uh, you should go, we should go. And I said, all right, sure. And it was like the sweat of all sweats once a year. And people from all around the country came and they had the Indian from Oklahoma and they got all the saplings and they built their little places. I'd never been at one. You know, you just go into this big thing and they have a pit and they, they keep these rocks so hot and then they start throwing herbs and water on it. And it's like a huge monstrous like steam sauna. And you're in there just getting cooked, and it's, you just start breaking down, and you're supposed to pray and moan and everything. So I didn't know anything about it. So I get in there, and there was tons of people packed in, and the, the flat was still open, so I could see. And I was holding on to the raft as like a subway thing. And then the flat went down, I tried to sit, there was no room. So I was standing up, and then the heat started happening, and heat rises, and it was like wave after wave. I couldn't fucking believe it. And it was burning my nostrils and my underarms and everything, my ears. And I thought, but I didn't want to lose my spiritual face. I'm not leaving. Because I'd be the, they'll be talking about me the whole weekend. Oh, that's the guy who ran out of the fucking yurt, whatever. So I'm going to, I'll die here. I'll die. So I'm just cooking, cooking. And I just, please, stop fucking throwing the water up. Please. And so they open the flap and everyone runs out and you jump into the stream. And it's a huge rush. So that, you know, I go back in and I'm, I'm going to sit right next to the flap. And I'm like, protecting. And I, I wasn't praying for anything other than to stop putting the freaking water on the rocks. So, but I wouldn't leave, you know. So this is three days. It was insane. So now, shoot about eight, ten years later, things have happened to my head. And some of my sponsors, one of my sponsees who got into the Native American thing, all these Anglo-Saxons, mm-hmm. and they were, they were up in a house in Petaluma, and they were bringing an Indian from Oklahoma, and they built the thing, and they, he wanted me to come and support him. So I said, sure. And they had all this, they had coolers with, you know, water and juices and food. Beautiful uh, starlit night. So we go into the, to the little thing, and it's and I it's, and I realize it's hot, and I get right up and leave. <laughs> I kick. I start drinking everything, eating. I can hear them moaning and come. Oh, I'm just having a great time. What happened? Something changed in my head. You know, I said it's hot. It was okay. Out. <laughs> why, why would I want to stay in a hot place? <laughs> <laughs> That's sort of what it's like. <laughs> you meet about a lot of meaning about a lot of stuff will change without any thought or effort. You won't be. You're not going to be manicuring the lawn. You're going to be realizing the lawn. Yeah, something else will manicure it and stuff. That's faith. That's faith in the rights. That's that's faith being wielded by the right source. Yeah. Because that faith will produce an ease and comfort now. Yeah. 
Yeah. And an immunity to the thought system. And it's not hard to be immune to what's not happening, because it's not happening. Really. What's not happening can come up with any fucking thing. Thousands of things it can entertain that could have happened, will, may happen, but it, what this moment has, it only has one quality, but it has the one quality what's not happening doesn't have, which is it's happening. Yeah, this is the immunity of all of that. Just the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching of what's going on right now is more, it, it will defeat every attack from what's not happening. Because it has the one quality all that shit doesn't have, which is it's happening. Yeah? These are all effects. They're not, you don't produce them, you express them. Things change and you express the changes. You don't promote the change. And same thing with recovery. To me, recovery isn't about changing. It's about being changed. That's what it's about. Recovery isn't about leading. It's about being led. Yeah? You just stay on the operating table. Don't get up. And don't play doctor. And, let, and, and I have faith in the operation. This thing, something struck me sober that nothing could do. My mother, the state, nobody. What more demonstration do I need to, to come to faith in that? That which that's, you know. Yeah, so that's it. You want to hit that red button or whatever you do. I'm going to, you're going to, I'm going to hire you as my video, uh, videographer, yes? You, are you ready to take that position? Maybe. Oh, maybe. <laughs> that was a good answer. <laughs>